Welcome to episode 18 of the Your First Rental Podcast. I'm your host, JP, and we are just going to get right into it, not waste any time with introductions uh, to get you the platinum content that you come to expect from us. Today, I have a guest, Eric, and Eric is an insurance salesperson for a major company here in town, and he and I met last week at a meetup, a real estate meetup here in Kansas City, Edub, mm-hmm. welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, JP. Yeah. So we're going to get into your origin story. We're going to get into your real estate deals. We're going to, and I, and I want to talk a lot about life insurance because I think it is something that's very valuable to people in the real estate world. I think it's probably the only reason I'm in the real estate world because I was able to leverage whole life uh, and the cash value there. But let's just talk first about this meetup that we went to. I was not even going to go. I got an invitation from someone that constantly emails me about deals (laughs) and thought, you know, if I go, I might meet someone interesting. I might meet someone that has a deal. I might meet someone that I can sell something to, one of my properties if I needed to. And I just went and uh, we hit it off. Yeah. And part of it was that uh, you, like me, were in shorts. Uh, you had your lovely wife with you, and uh, we got to talking about what we did, what we, what kind of work we're in, and then you know our our real estate backgrounds. And I just recently found out you you go to a lot of these things. I do. Yeah. Tell us about what, why you go, wh- where you go, how you go, what you, uh, and some of the interesting things you've found when you've gone. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for having me on the show. I'm, you know, I'm super excited uh, just to talk about you know, real estate and uh, life insurance and anything we want to talk about, really. I mean, it's, uh, it's always a pleasure to have a great conversation. Okay, so, there's, so we went to this thing, and there were uh, different people. They had us wear name tags yeah, with yeah. different colored dots yep. telling, you know, if you were a real estate agent. I, I avoided mm-hmm. the real estate agents because I'm not looking to buy anything from a real estate agent at this point. Yeah. Do you buy anything from real estate agents? Um, You'd like well, to buy off-market, I would say. Yeah, off-market, yeah. Okay, and then uh, there were people in suits. I avoided them because, you know, I think the true definition of success is when you are able to work in flip-flops. <laughs> what What's one piece of advice or interesting thing that's happened at some of these other meetups that you've gone to? Yeah, yeah, so great question. Yeah, I go to a lot of these meetups here in Kansas City. They're all over, um, you know, multiple different ones that you can you can go to and um, really uh, multiple different days of the week. Um, you know, uh, there's the ones that are monthly and some that are weekly. Um, yeah, I mean, there's 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 a couple different ones. I think the first one that comes to mind um, as far as well. So there's there's two. So okay. I, didn't, I didn't tell you about this in our previous our previous uh, conversation. All right, tell us about the gurus. Yeah. OK, I will. I will. Um, so at, at a meetup about a month and a half ago, man, there was a uh, presentation that was given by by this company, Home Guru. Shout out, Home Guru. Um, they are giving a presentation on their business model, and the word guru in Sanskrit means the one who points. And home, I mean, we obviously know what that all means, uh, a dwelling place. They are the ones who point home. They help people who cannot qualify for loans with the bank to achieve home ownership. And how they do this is through owner financing their properties. And so basically what they were kind of walking us through is their business model on how they will take a property from beginning to end 
and essentially on the disposition side, uh, turn the keys over to somebody who is going to be working towards home ownership on an agreement they set them up on. And so it's called a, a wrap mortgage or, or seller financing. And so what they're doing, uh, JP, is they're creating a second note on the property. And dude, this blew my mind. So we're kind of getting right into it as far as as far as some some valuable nuggets. But man, this blew my mind as far as uh, a way to make more money. So we're talking that you know your podcast is called Your First Rental. This would be a strategy that you wanted to implement if you didn't want to necessarily keep a rental, but you still wanted to have cash flow. And so basically, what you do is you have a property. You can you can either fix it up the whole way, or you can fix it up partially. Um, you want to have some sort of long-term financing on it. And then essentially what you're going to do is you're going to turn around, you're going to create a second note on the mortgage with this particular person that cannot qualify for a loan from the bank. And then do these gurus, do they have lawyers that can get you the paperwork? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. There's established how do they make their money? There's established paperwork and whatnot. So what they do is they will help you to place a tenant um, or you can call them a tenant or a yeah, or the uh, prospective new buyer okay, uh, they just in, in, match, in the property. Makers. Yeah, they'll, they'll do that for 15% of the down payment. Um, now who I don't, pays that? Me uh, or the No, the seller down, pay, the down payment is paid, pay, pay paid by the buyer. Okay. Because, because what you're like doing this. is just like a, a, any other bank, you put a down payment on a loan. Yeah. They're bringing you a down payment. It's, it's typically in the form of 10 to 20%. And that okay. down payment that they bring you um, is a, as an investor is an initial form of influx of cash flow. Um, and then the spread on the interest is what you'll make in your monthly payment. And so, so to, you know, kind of break it down, if you have a property that's at a three, 4% interest rate mm -hmm. and you, Which set, I do. you set, the, yeah, you set them up on a 10, uh, 10% 10, rate, 11, 12%. I mean, whatever, really, yeah. truly whatever you want, um, you know, you get to keep that spread in the monthly. So you get greater cash flow and you get an upfront amount. Now you, what you don't get is you don't get the long-term appreciation, but if you don't care yeah. about that, then. Yeah. Who gets the deduction every year, the yeah. the depreciation? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, if you set it up the right way, it is the investor that holds the property ah. in first position. Um, now, if you don't set it up the right way, then uh, it's kind of a gray area. Now, I'm not CPA. Okay. Not, not really my expertise. And the gurus probably help you with this, or yeah. they have CPAs. Yeah, they talk to that, talk to that kind of stuff. Okay, and then the risk... For me, it sounds like the risk is on the buyer again because if they, you know, can't if pay they or they default, default, if they default, it's essentially like they were renting the whole time. Oh, this is, and then uh, if they defaulted, they they would be uh, like renters, and then you might have to evict them. Yes. Yep. Okay. Right, because they would be squatters. Because what it is is that you they never achieve full ownership until it's completely paid off. And then they get the deed. Yeah. So. Yep. The deed is held in escrow with the title company and the contract that you sign. This sounds amazing. It's interesting. So that's where these meetups are important. Yeah. Because you meet a you guy. Can like, learn you, something. Meet, you meet a guy like JP, but you can also yeah. learn something. You know, you can maybe <laughs> you might get a deal. You may meet somebody that actually has value. <laughs> no, you can. Uh, yeah, get a good deal. Um, yeah, that's I, what I was looking for. Maybe a good deal yeah. or maybe a well, good and buyer. I, and I would say this too. You know, for the person out there, this is this podcast is called Your First Rental, right? It's all about taking action. And so the number one reason why I go to these things is because, you know. Uh, we all have an action muscle is, is how I'll break it mm -hmm. down. And, and, and as you know, in our conversations, I've been a personal trainer and, and if you want to grow a muscle, you have yeah. to take it through 
force. You have to take it through action. And, yep. and so we don't grow as human beings if we're not doing something. We can't just scroll yeah. social media yeah. for hours. It doesn't matter and how long you stand in front. Of, it doesn't matter how long you stand in front of your mirror and yeah. say your manifestations. Yeah. And, and you and have to yeah. do. Repeat your mantras. Yeah, you have to get out there and do. And so these meetups are a great place to to go and do because y- you can gain knowledge. You can gain uh, just a nugget. You know, another yeah. another thing is the other night at uh, the meetup we were at. I was talking to uh, my friend Nate and uh, a realtor through Keller Williams named Erica, I believe was her name, and she was talking to us about tax sales, and she was able to acquire, I'm kidding, I kid you not, JP, she was able to acquire $120,000 worth of property for only $20,000 through tax sales, and all what, from what is that? What is a tax all, sale? All, so it's people who have not paid their personal property tax. And so if you don't pay yeah. that for long enough, the house goes to the county or the city. Okay. And then they sell it on an auction to end investors. Okay. And so it's a way to pick up cheap properties. And some of these are just plots of land. Like she owns one here in downtown that when they build the Royal Stadium, she's yeah. just going to turn into a parking lot, she said. She's going to just going to be passive income, just a stream of passive income with, wow. with 82 games that are here at Kaufman, you know, every every year. So yeah. the, that's another nugget. Like, dude, that conversation to me is probably worth, you know, who even knows? But I mean, at least yeah. a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of profit because okay. I plan on taking there's there's a website she showed me where you could you could buy property in Springfield, Missouri for ninety dollars as the starting price for these for these acres of land, you know, and so. I'm just like baffled. So not to go on a rant, but these kind of meetups are great because you can meet great people and, and learn yeah. great, great information. I'm going to start going to more. Yeah. I, and I, I, I truly was not even going to go. Yeah. But then I was kind of well, done I think, and I do think didn't have anything to do. So I thought, man, I'll go down. Yeah. I do think that a lot of people maybe are put off by them because they think somebody's going to try and sell them something, which they yeah. do. Or, yeah. or, you know, I think sometimes in the ones I've been to that are not very fun, it can be this sort of, you know, who's, who's better than the other people, you know, yeah. this sort of, yeah. this sort of measuring contest, you know, yeah. of, of, of who's, who's the big guy. There wasn't too much of town. that. Although I did, uh, we did, um, I did meet a guy named Lucas, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Owns a roofing and company. another, uh, shorts and t-shirt guy, uh, owns a roofing company. Uh, I think he's doing a REIT or something. Yeah. So hopefully we can have, uh, Lucas have him on, on the, the show. Yeah. Okay. So that's how we met. Um, I think uh, if a nugget for the show already is if there's meetups in town, hey, go to them yeah, and take see, action. What, see what uh, see your network is your net worth. Take action. Don't just sit in front of your mirror. Don't sit on social media. Go go do something. Drive down mm-hmm. to the public library and record a podcast, <laughs> which is where we are. Okay, so uh, we're going to have multiple episodes with Edub. Tell us the origin story mm-hmm. of how you got in this game because when, when you were sitting in high school – Mm-hmm. you know, daydreaming through class, you probably didn't think someday I'm going to be a real estate investor sitting in a, you know, public library recording a podcast. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, I actually wanted to be a teacher um, in high school. I was really impacted by um, a lot of my teachers and coaches played football in high school, you know, the whole nine yards, um, no pun intended, but it was really uh a time in my life where I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I went to college because that's what everybody told me to do. Yep. Um, went there for two years and actually ended up dropping out. Um, went there for a couple of years to go be a teacher and then eventually to be a personal trainer. Um, I realized that school was not for me. 
uh, really was never for me in high school, and, and but you obviously you have to graduate high school. Uh, but then college, I, I just realized I was wasting money and on a degree that wasn't going to make me any money, and I wanted, I wanted to make money. And so I ended up uh, dropping out, and uh, the, the key for it was basically that my advisor in college had told me that my personal trainer's degree did nothing for me, and I would still have to take a test at the end of it, and I didn't need that degree to qualify for the test. Um, because with some professions, you have to, like my wife, for her NCLEX, for nursing, yeah, you, you have, have to, to have a, a degree. You yeah. have to have a degree to be able to take the test. I thought that was the same with personal training. Once I realized it wasn't, peace, I'm out. I went and just took the test, skipped the last two years, got certified, became a personal trainer, did that for um, almost a year, and then was presented with an opportunity to join a company to sell, to sell solar energy. Um, started selling solar energy, did that for the better part of three years. During that time period, um, learned a lot about sales, about how to you know persuade people, how to service people, how to... You know, um, you know, just be a, be a great salesperson. And, and long story short, was able to excel in that career, making you know, upwards of six figures. Um, got married during that time. Um, lots of lots of great stuff going on there. And that is whenever I met uh, one of my good friends who works for the same agency that I do, uh, selling whole life insurance. Uh, so, as a friend from college. Yeah, he was a friend from okay, college. Okay, so you yeah. just and met up with him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so by this time, you're doing well. You're, yeah, 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 you're yeah. young. You don't have any debt from school. Yeah. Still, still not doing real estate investing on any sort of Yeah, you're not a real estate level. investor yet. Yeah, we could talk about the first rental here in a minute, but nothing nothing at scale or anything like that. And then you just were taken to a presentation by, uh, by this person to their mm -hmm. agency to get the presentation on whole life. Mm -hmm. And what, what was the thing that stuck out to you at that meeting? Yeah, so... Um, Long story short, you know, to, to, to wrap it around, whenever we were talking about whole life, and we'll talk about this because... Uh, we're going to do a whole episode on insurance. Yeah, yeah. This is that's, that's what I do now, and that's, that's, what, I, that's what I sell now, and, and how I service the open public is, is through building relationships on that front. But whenever I was presented with, with whole life and, and this whole life insurance deal, um, I had always thought about life insurance as you kind of the term life insurance, right? Either you use it or you lose it. Yeah. Have you um, ever had a term policy? Uh, I still do today. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because because yeah. I know my death benefit need is greater than what I have yeah. established in, in whole life. And so um, anyways, I was presented with with whole life and this option. And as we're just kind of walking through it, you know, I'm a guy, JP, you could walk circles around me as far as academics go. I, I promise you. And, and a lot of your listeners could, too, um, and, and the other guests. But as far one thing I do hang my hat on is just being a guy that's more common sense minded. Does something mm -hmm. make sense? Does it does it? Yeah. Does it make sense logically? And I, I think a lot with my gut. And as we're walking through this, you know, the, the numbers on the numbers on the ledger, the presentation, and you know, some people can can argue about the different numbers of whole life and the rate of return, and they get their you know, uh, nose all in that kind of stuff. But I, I'm walking through it, and he's showing me a graphic of ta marginal tax rates in the United States history, and the fact that we were in our lowest marginal tax rate of all time, yet our debt is the highest it's ever been. And this was before COVID, by the way. Yeah. COVID then oh, came and, and skyrocketed through the roof. And so the question that he asked me at that time, and now I consequently ask every single person I meet when we talk about this subject is, do you think that taxes will be higher or lower in the future? They're going to be higher. Right. That was my answer then. That's my conviction now. I've never met a single person that says that they think they'll be lower. And so the question is, is that, well, if they're going to be higher, then would you want to set yourself up for a taxable environment? Would you want to set yourself up where you're going to be penalized on the back end whenever that comes up? 
No, you wouldn't want to. Whole life is an area sanctioned vehicle by the IRS, tax code 7702A, where you can grow money inside of the cash value of a life insurance policy tax free. And so not to get selling on here, but long story short, I, I saw that and it just made sense to me. It's like, why would I want to put money into a vehicle that's going to be tax inefficient? I want to grow money tax free. Um, and, and at this point too, JP, I knew I was going to be wealthy and, and I am not certainly not, not even close to being where I want to be yet, but I know the trajectory I'm on and I knew then where I was going to be. And so I was already forward thinking, right? And so if anybody out there ever in plans on having any sort of wealth of any kind, mm-hmm. you know, why and would you want, you're going to have generational wealth. Yeah. 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 If you want to have generational wealth of any kind, if you want to grow your portfolio, I mean, to me, this is, and this is not advice. I don't know each person's specific uh, scenario, but it's, if you have plan on growing wealth, it's like, why would you want to do it in taxable accounts? You know, why would you want to do it in accounts where the IRS at any point could stick their hands in and yeah. take, take their piece? So not to, not to get on that. We can do a whole episode about whole life and the benefits of that. But, yeah. the, but oh, the, we point, will. the point being is I saw that that captured my attention. I kept, kept doing well in my career at that point, but then um, because of a change of leadership and just felt a change in life was needed, I contacted my agent and said, hey, what are some career opportunities? And then so we ended up. work there. Now I work there, yes. So you're a true believer. Yeah, true believer, yeah. Because you, you were just a guy contributing to a policy, and you were doing well in life, had a good, good job, making a lot of money. And then uh, you said it was the after your mortgage. Mm-hmm. It was the most money that you put into today. Anything. It is today. It is at that time. Oh, at that time, we'll, it was probably we'll, more. We'll get to. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to the. We'll get to the first. Like we can hop into that here in but a minute. Currently, but but, but currently, yeah. It's after second, your mortgage, it's our, it's our it's second your, highest expense. Yes, and, and full I'm, disclosure, and it it was it may it, my life insurance check was more than my house payment by yeah. far for a lot of years. But I'm proud to say that truly, yeah, because me th- too. That's 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 something that. I am happy that we've taken those steps yep. um, from a multiple, multiple things. And we can, you know, get into that. I, I think it deserves its own, its own episode. But the thing is, is that, um, yeah, it's, it's something we contribute a lot to. Now it, it did dwarf our first mortgage in okay, our first. So let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Your first deal, your first rental. Yeah. So you're you're a you're a high school kid. You're a high school. You're a college. You left yeah. college. I don't like to say drop out. You were a personal trainer. You're a solar salesman. I pivoted. I pivoted. You I don't. Pivoted. I don't like drop out either. People. Yeah. People act like you know back. They they show this graphic in high school. I'm gonna get on a little rant here if I can. In high school, they showed us. They brought us all into a room with some representative from a college. I don't know yeah. what college it was. Yeah. And they showed us these statistics that. Um, it was something like 80% of people who make over six figures went to, went to college. And I, you know, I would, I would go back and completely challenge that. I just don't even know where they got their numbers or metrics. And I'm pretty sure they're just lying, just straight up yeah. lying. Because when, when I get into the real world, I talk to real world people who have real world experience and are doing real things. Almost none of them have degrees. Uh, yeah. You know, people that we both know mutually, and we I don't really, you know, we haven't talked too long to know the people that we know mutually, but people you mentioned this podcast so far don't have a college degree, and they're making a lot of money. And so um, I decided to drop out. I, I'll call it a drop out, pivot, whatever. But anyways, to get off my rant, I at that point, my dad had told me, hey, if you're not going to go to college, you're not going to live here, which I agreed with. And yep. They charged I, you rent. Um, no, they didn't charge me rent. They I were just, going to. They were going to. Okay. 
or I need to move out. And I didn't want to live with them anymore anyway. So I decided, hey, we need to, we need to do something. My wife, um, at that time she was my girlfriend, but my, my wife, uh, she had uh, a good credit score and a, and a nursing job. Still was going through her process of getting her degree, but she had a LPN job. And uh, so that, that entry-level job with uh, her good credit score qualified us. I think our, I think our pre-approval was like $80,000 or something like that. Okay, so you're pre-approved pre for $80,000. Yeah, and so this is before COVID in St. Joseph, Missouri. Now, which, by the way, you, there's a lot of really cheap houses you can buy in St. Joseph, and it's still that way today. And, and you will beat the 1% rule every single time in St. Joseph, Missouri. However, um, we didn't even know anything about those kinds of things then. We were just looking yeah. for a good deal. Yeah. This, is, this is in the buyer's market pre-COVID. So anybody okay. out there who knows real estate knows that before COVID, it was a buyer's market. There was uh, more than enough inventory, yeah. but not enough buyers. And okay. so you could get good deals. This house that was selling for 65, we got it for 55. Tired landlord was selling it. We took it over. I lived there um, until I started getting more involved with the solar company. I needed to come to Kansas City. Our mortgage payment was $393. I still, I still remember it. It was, <laughs> a, it was, like, a, a, it was like a 3.8% interest rate. 3.8 and so, interest. So that deal right there, um, we hadn't yet gotten that real estate bug. But we just knew that okay. owning was better than renting. Yep. You know, I mean, that's obviously why we do whole life, too, because it's better to own own your life insurance than have to pay the man. Absolutely. So with this, we decided that owning was better than renting. We uh, got the house and took those steps, and we're rocking and rolling, moved away. How, so how long did you guys live there? Oh, man, maybe a year. Okay, so you're kind of accidental at this, which is a lot of people yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. You lived there for a year, and then, you, and then you got a different job and wanted to move away. Yep. And then and instead of saying, well, let's sell our house. Yeah, we you tried just said, to. We tried to. Oh, you tried. So you're very accidental we, at this. We tried to. Yeah, we tried to sell the home. And Didn't couldn't work. find a buyer. Didn't work. Nobody would pay the price that I wanted. And so. What is the price that you want? Well, I was, looking back now, I think I was on, on something. But um, I think I wanted 85 for it. And okay. It was in the height of COVID, though. Height oh, of COVID. Okay. And you still where, weren't able to sell it? No, it wasn't. Okay. The market there wasn't going crazy so like it was in some other areas. you bought it for 45 Bought, bought it for bought it for fifty five and was trying to get it wanted no improvements trying yeah. to trying to sell it a year okay. later for eighty five but didn't work yeah so we put it on the real on the rental market and okay. that was the best thing that could could ever happen how ever. long did it take for you to find a tenant it was very quick because my very best friend owns a property management company and uh -huh. so I know from from many of the conversations you have yeah. you you manage all your own rentals I have a manager you do have a manager yeah, and they Good. do help find good. Okay, Good. so you just said, hey, friend. Yeah, I was his first client. Okay. I was his first and client. And he found you the tenant. He found me the tenant, yeah. Put a tenant in there. Yeah. Pretty and quickly. Yeah, she was this lady, great, uh, great, great lady, a great income, trashed credit score from uh, a previous, I think okay. it was a divorce or something like that. I don't, okay. I don't remember. But long story short, she was in there. And then, you know, we were pulling at that time 850 in rent. You charged this lady. 850 850 in rent. Okay. And our monthly payment is 393. So now we yeah. basically got once you take out the property management fee 400 bucks a month coming in. Cash we flow. call that cash flow. Cash flow. Yeah. Love it. You know, and that's where it became real to me the power of of rentals. And um, you know, so basically So you were totally accidental and you were forced into it. Forced into so it. So if that hadn't happened who knows where we'd be today? You yeah. might just be, you know, selling insurance and living a nice life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not thinking about wow. that. But then I thought, well, man, we need to replicate this. 
so just having that cash flow every month yeah and seeing this and not not only that yeah. you're you told your cpa hey this thing is depreciating you yeah. also got to take expenses yeah. which you know if a nursing as a nursing job you don't get to take expenses yeah because you're just a w2 yeah. employee or whatever all those benefits a light bulb went off yeah and so be that's the origin story yeah next thing you know you're sitting in a meetup you're sitting in a podcast yeah um several years later yeah all right well we're going to do multiple episodes with e-dub you got the origin story you got the nugget and the nugget Mm -hmm. today was take action yeah don't scroll social media go do something that's right Go read a book go meet somebody go call a real estate agent go look at deals go to go do something today Mm -hmm. so all right we will be back with e-dub